Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And good morning. Welcome to this edition of Nature Notes with our naturalist friend Jim Gilbert, brought to us by Cardinal Corner and those good folks in Jordan, Minnesota that have uh, By the Yard. Get on the web. Check them out at bytheyard.net. We'll talk to Jim in seconds. I have been telling you about Cardinal Corner. I think it's about nine years or so, maybe more. Have you been there yet? If not, what are you waiting for? Pam and Lee, they own and operate this store. In fact, two locations, West St. Paul and Newport Center. February, they're reminding me, and you, is National Bird Feeding Month. Here's a what they say, a tall tale of the bird world. American robins always fly south for the winter. Not true. If there is sufficient food on their breeding grounds, American robins, bluebirds, host of finches, and owls remain in the area where they spent the summer. By the way, you can also help those birds out with high-energy things, suet, peanuts, black oil, sunflower seeds, things like that. And you can read more about all of this great information in their February Cardinal Corner newsletter. It's free. Just subscribe online at cardinalcorner.com. See Lee and Pam. They're in West St. Paul, uh, Butler and South Robert. Amy's at the Newport Center. Visit them at cardinalcorner.com. But check them out. You'll see the Cardinal Corner really is more than just a bird seed store. Good morning to you, Jim Gilbert. A lot warmer than it was when we spoke last week. Isn't this amazing? Woo. I know. I heard, I heard the temperature's above 32. Well, here on the northwest side of uh, Lake Waconia, about 30 miles west of downtown Minneapolis, where CCO is located, we have overcast skies and dense fog also. So be careful, all the people out, out there driving and trying to get around here. Uh, our temperature, though, is is uh, just under 32, you know, like 31.8 or something, but it's it's close to 32. And I was listening to the ad. Sandy and I, of course, are both looking forward to hosting the trip to France next August 3rd to the 12th. We'll be visiting Normandy and experience some of France's most iconic locations, including Paris, um the Chateau Country, and Monet's Garden in Giverny. This trip has been planned by Michael Kenny from Defined Destinations, who has years of experience planning and leading trips to Europe. And, Danny, you've been on, on a couple of them at least. But if you've never traveled to Europe um, before, um, before, going on an escorted trip is a good way to go and to experience something new. For more information, call 651-398-9358 and ask for a brochure or check their website, defineddestinations.com. Now, the sun will rise at 731 and set at 524. So today in the Twin Season area, we have 9 hours, 53 minutes of daylight. We're gaining daylight at the rate of about 2 minutes and 20-some seconds uh, each day and have gained 17 minutes of daylight since last Sunday. And now a total, Danny, 1 hour and 7 minutes has been gained since the winter solstice on December 21st. 
The normal high for today is 26, normal low 9. Are you hearing me okay, Dave? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Nice and clear. Okay, just make sure. I, I don't know if I told you the official temp was 35, is 35. I know. 100% 30, humidity. Know. <laughs> and 100% humidity. Oh, wow. Anyway, um, records for today in the Twin Cities for February 3rd. High, 51, said 85 years ago in 1934. And record low, minus 27. We've Those of us who were around here just a few days ago felt that. But minus 27 for this date, 133 years ago, 1886. The most snow that's ever fallen in recorded history, 3.4 inches on this date, 83 years ago, 1936. We have a thin crescent waning moon that rose just four minutes before seven and sets this afternoon at 421. New moon is tomorrow, and by Tuesday and Wednesday evening, it's possible to see a very thin crescent moon in the southwest. Planet Venus is bright in the southeast before sunrise. We would have seen it this morning if it wasn't foggy and cloudy. Lots of things happening outdoors right now. Uh, Marlene Callahan from Maple Plain reports that this last Thursday morning, the 31st, when the air temperature was minus 23, she heard starting at 7:12 and continuing for several minutes, a male northern cardinal in her yard singing the What Cheer Cheer Spring Song. Marlene also noticed that some European starlings are showing yellow on their bills, and that's a subtle sign of spring. But European starlings' bills change from black to yellow as the spring nesting season approaches. Karen and and Keith Swenson from Henderson were able to photograph through their kitchen window uh, yellow on starlings' bills. So they had several starlings in the in the photo they took. On the, as the birds were feeding on their suet feeder. That was last weekend. I saw the photo in the Henderson Independent newspaper, thanks to Art and Barb Straub. Art and Barb Straub from Lesseur have been watching and counting American robins flying in big numbers into a Colorado spruce grove for the night. Now, last Sunday, in the late afternoon between 4.35 and 5.00, they counted 3,100, 3,100 American robins. The snow was falling and and uh, being blown um, by an unforgiving wind as the thirty, as the 3,000 plus American robins sailed overhead. They're going to try to photograph this this week. They well, they actually gotten some pictures of the birds in the trees, but the birds were seeking the protection of this conifer grove. This past Thursday, the 31st, the last day of bitter cold, Art and Barb Straub were only able to account for about 20 minutes, from 5 to 5.20, as American robins returned to the protection offered by the Colorado blue spruces, but they still were able to count 1,722 American robins. That's amazing. Art and Barb Straub also reports that morning doves in Eurasian collared doves are commonly seen at feeders in the Lesseur and Henderson area. They have a brown creeper 
Now, a brown creeper is a small, well-camouflaged brown bird that creeps up tree trunks, but it right in a tree trunk right outside their apartment window. Um, they see this brown creeper coming up, looking in the b- cracks in the bark for insects and in their eggs, and also picking up tiny suet scraps that from their suet feeder. Now, groundhogs, also known as woodchucks, are hibernating underground in their burrows at this time, and their internal clocks will waken them near the end of March or into the very first part of April, not on Groundhog Day yesterday. A curled-up hibernating woodchuck groundhog, um, body's temperature may fall as low as 38 degrees from a normal close to 100, and they breathe only once every six minutes, and their heartbeat is only about 5% of normal. So they did not appear yesterday, but I saw my shadow, and I'm sure we're going to have six more weeks of winter. No doubt. <laughs> yeah, we, I, we all saw shadows yesterday. Absolutely. It was a great, beautiful day. Animal feeding stations have been especially busy lately with a um, snowfall last Monday. Then blowing snow and bitter cold temperatures. Many people have feeding stations and deserve as much pleasure from observing wild mammals such as red and gray squirrels, flying squirrels, some mice, short-tailed weasels, and white-tailed deer as they do from watching the birds. One of the smallest mammals that sometimes pops up from a finger-thick tunnel in the snow at feeding stations is a short-tailed shrew. Now, these shrews are slate gray, have just a very short tail, like a half inch long. Um, They themselves are about four inches long and have a pointed snout, pointed like nose. Uh, Tiny eyes, which you don't really notice, and the absence of visible external ears. They are at our feeding stations and underneath the snow there, just searching for any seeds that are that have fallen. White-tailed deer are browsing more than a dozen species of woody plants, including basswood, sugar maple, and red osier dogwood. I should say they eat pencil size or smaller twigs, and their bodies digest the newer bark and the buds. About six to eight pounds of twigs are eaten daily by a healthy deer. In northern Minnesota, most bull moose have dropped their antlers by now. In the upper Midwest, white-tailed deer continue shedding their antlers. I've seen antlers um, into, into March, but some were shed in December. But once shed, deer and moose antlers are quickly chewed up into oblivion by calcium-craving animals such as mice, squirrels, and porcupines. Now is a time when black bear cubs are born in northern Minnesota and Wisconsin, and sometimes central part of the states, too. The young arrive when their mothers are still sleeping in their dens. Now, the dens are not usually caves, but usually, um, you know, a, a shelter next to uh, trees that have been blown over or maybe a thick grove of, of very small evergreens. The female black bears, with their metabolism at half speed, are just barely breathing and slowly dissolving up to 100 pounds of 
insulating fat and wake up just enough to give birth to their two or three six to eight inch long cubs. Now these cubs when they're born only weigh about a half pound to top three quarters of a pound. So they're about, you know, one four hundredth or one five hundredth the, the weight of their mother. It's been suggested that because the mother black bear must nurse her cubs three or four months with no food for herself, the young have to be tiny. I have many reports. Do we have time for some? Sure, we sure do. Okay. Julie Brophy from Victoria notes that the brown-colored red oak leaves that have been clinging to the branches since the last growing season have been falling lately. In fact, some of us consider that to be a sign of spring. But she says the gray squirrels are seen collecting these brown leaves and bringing them into their tree cavities. They need some, some extra insulation. On this past Wednesday, the 28th, the coldest day of the bitter cold spell, Julie said, in our Victoria yard, I saw many birds parking, <laughs> parking themselves on the east-facing sides of trees in the morning, trying to warm themselves in the sun's rays. And, of course, there were many episodes of feeding frenzies at our feeding station during the coal spell. Yesterday, Julie heard um, many vocal sounds of spring coming from blue jays, white-breasted nuthatches, and black-capped chickadees. Uh, friends in Mexico have reported that numbers of migrating monarchs wintering in the in the mountain forests of Michoacan are the highest in 12 years. No kidding. Really good. Wow. Yes. I was so happy to hear that. And um, that was from Kim McIntoon and, and his wife, Lori. And um, they're in Mexico for several weeks, but, but that was a, a newspaper article that they saw. Keith uh, Radel from Faribault reports that on Thursday, <clears throat> January 31st, excuse me, Excuse me. <laughs> uh, he and Cheryl had 20 bird species come to their feeding station, including purple finches, a red-breasted nuthatch, one brown creeper, and over a hundred pine siskins. Now these are small birds with with stripes on them. Jim and Jam Jan Hovda, who live on the shore of Little Rock Lake near Rice, that's just north of St. Cloud, report that the ice is. About 31 inches thick, people are fishing for walleyes and crappies. At their heated bird bath, blue jays and gray squirrels and others come to drink. Eight or nine morning doves come to the feeding station, but blue jays, American goldfinches, black-capped chickadees are the most numerous of the birds. Ray and Marlene Simon, who live on the edge of Northfield, report minus 38 was the coldest in their on their car and home thermometers during the three bitter cold days. Yesterday, Ray checked his beehives. Seven hives were alive and well, and he fed them. A pileated woodpecker was drumming off and on all day in their yard. They had a high temperature of 38 yesterday after minus 38 two days before, and 18 bird species coming to their feeding station. Diana and Dave Herring, who live near Waterville, report that they finally got to go snowshoeing 
for the first time this winter. They went last Monday after a uh, six-inch snowfall overnight and strong winds that were drifting the snow in their CRP, CRP land. They saw flocks of snow buntings the 29th in rural uh, Morristown and rural Faribault and spotted a raccoon out and about on February 1st. Tom and Lisa Bovers from Faribault report on Friday, February 1st, quite a few American robins and cedar waxwings were seen eating buckthorn fruit, these buckthorn berries, at Riverbend Nature Center. Also on Friday, the air temperature was 50 degrees warmer in the morning when Tom went out to put feed um, out in their backyard feeding station. That morning, he heard trees popping as they were warming after the cold. Yesterday morning near Faribault, Tom heard a northern cardinal singing for about a half hour, that wet cheer, cheer, cheer spring song. He also heard house finches, black-capped chickadees, and white-breasted nuthatches singing their spring songs. So good to hear that in this time of the year. Uh, Mary Brislands from Lutzen, right along the north shore there, um, reports uh, four more inches of snow fell in her yard this past week for a total of 20 inches in January and 60 inches of snow for the season. And she reports that up in the higher elevations, like in Lutzen Mountain Ski Area, not far from her home, uh, much more snow has fallen. Grand Marais had experienced a minus 59-degree wind chill during the cold spell, and so the harbor is was now completely ice-covered when Mary and her son, John, were there on February 1st. But along the shore of Lake Superior, Lake Superior, by the way, is mostly open, but um, along the shore, beautiful ice formations can be seen along, you know, the, the big rocks, the rocky shore. And this is, of course, from wave sprays. Mary notes that northern flying squirrels come each evening early, just, just after it gets dark. doesn't matter if it's windy, snowy, or cold conditions. They come no matter what, every night. They love peanut butter, suet, and sunflower seeds. I think hulled sunflower seeds, but regular sunflower seeds, too, with the hulls on. Um, pine siskins, the most numerous of the bird, bird feeder birds there in that area. Say, Jim, we, before we go, yeah. we've, we always get new listeners. And uh, this, uh, let's see, this gentleman's name's Tom, uh, and he lives on Malax, uh, in northern Malax County. He says, I've been seeing a morning dove. Now, this is Monday. This is a, a, it'll be a week tomorrow. Uh, yeah. So it was this past Monday, a morning dove coming into my feeders the last few weeks. And he says, I thought they migrated south for the winter. Is this common or just an odd bird? Well, you're right. And he's right, too. Most of them migrate. But a small percentage stay if they're able to find food and shelter. So some people, you know, that's pretty neat to have them as far north as, you know, Malax, what was it, Malax Lake County? Yeah, uh, yes, exactly. That's, that is far north. But if there's food available and shelter, a few will stick around, and they'll probably be just fine. 
couple of real yes. quick texts before we yeah. go, Jim. Uh, when the, the question is, when do eagles lay uh, eggs? Three weeks ago, I saw an eagle next to a nest between Buffalo and Rockford. Another eagle was flying in with nesting material. Uh, Friday, I saw an eagle sitting in the neck, uh, nest. What's the deal with the eagle's eggs? <laughs> yes. If, um, I'm so sure that some already have eggs. All right. they, last year, the first eggs that we know of, you know, from that eagle cam, were laid in the latter part of January. And Richard in Big Lake says, I have a large possum com- coming to my bird feeder here <laughs> in Big Lake. We yeah. have one, too, coming. Jim, uh, we hope you have a good week, and we'll uh, do too. more Nature Notes next Sunday. What do you say? Look forward to it. All right. Thank you, Jim. Jim Gilbert's Nature Notes returns next Sunday morning here on News Talk 830 WCC. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.